Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Rush with Max, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's National Picture Day today. You know, the ones at school. Today's that day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any? You want to display? No, I don't. No. No fun ones from your youth? No. No? Not that, well, I mean. Embarrassing ones? They're all embarrassing from (laughs) grade school to high school, even through college. I'm starting a uh, photography company for schools. Yeah. What are you going to call it? School shootings. Nice. I would suggest not calling it that. Oh, I think that's clever. I think it's a great idea. It's marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, today's a big, fat, stinking day. Today is the day we're going to let you know where the Mayflower Marathon is going. We'll tell you that after 7 o'clock, and then later that hour, we'll have a representative from that one facility who will uh, talk about it. So that's coming up after 7 o'clock. Anybody from Russell's still alive? (laughs) Russell's Restaurant on Boston Road? Yeah, Yeah, no, that's not where it's going to be. Also, Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock. Patriot season just a few short days away from today. And actually, the NFL season begins tonight on uh, on Thursday Night Football. Well, I'll get all my hockey questions ready. Good. Mm -hmm. Get it ready. That's that's your job for the next couple of hours. It's 536 on Rock 102. The Big Bunk and Smoke returns to the log cabin. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in Blue Oyster Cult with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Got some fog as well. Highs of about uh, 75 to 80 for today. Pretty much for the rest of the week with lots of sunshine. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Eminem just scored a number one hit on the Hot Christian Songs chart. What? He's got to be like one of the last guys I'd expect to be on the Christian charts. That's because of his uh, feature on the DJ Khalid uh, track, Use This Gospel Remix, and Kanye West is on it, too. Plus, isn't his wife kind of a religious person? M&M's? Oh, I'm thinking of uh, Justin Bieber. That's right. Whoa. 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 We do hey, not mix Justin Bieber now. with M&M. Yeah, uh, I know. You looking to get yourself whacked? I, I have angered everybody out on the 8 Mile right now. Justin Bieber will kick your ass. Yeah. Or send somebody else to do it. <laughs> M&M's going to put his walker aside and beat you over the head with it. <laughs> Uh, Zach Efron explained those plastic surgery rumors from last year. He said he shattered his jaw, which caused his facial muscles to become enlarged. He had to do physical therapy to fix it. That's how did he do s- that? The physical therapy? No, how did he shatter his jaw? I was going to say, so he goes to a doctor's office every uh, twice a week, and uh, somebody works with him uh, to get back on his feet. What are you talking about, Bax? No, what injury caused the problem with the jaw? Oh, uh, he doesn't know. I, there's no. I don't know. There's no explanation of how he shattered his jaw. Well, I would. I think there would have to be some sort of uh, explanation to see, uh, you know, what may have damaged his perfectly chiseled good looks. What What position was he in that he got his jaw shattered? Well, see, that would be the question I'd ask. Guy Fieri has a rite of passage for his sons that it involves driving an old car for a year when they get their driver's license. If they can do that without getting tickets, dents, or accidents, then they can buy a car. It's not, right. un- not unreasonable. I had to learn how to drive stick before I went and got my license. I wasn't allowed to to drive. At, like, we had a little pickup truck with a stick shift in it. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to drive on that before I could even 
think about getting my permit. I took a valet parking job, one of my first jobs, and I lied that I could drive a stick shift. You didn't know how to drive one? Nope, didn't. I, I went out and practiced on people's cars when they were inside the hotel. And you figured it out, huh? Yep. Well, look at Gee, you. Gee, how come my transmission's all screwed up? <laughs> right. yeah, I don't know. Hey, Why me $25, please? <laughs> hey, you ruined my clutch. I didn't even use your clutch. <laughs> clutch? <laughs> exactly. Your car had a clutch? What's right. a clutch? Uh, Anna Kendrick will direct and star in a movie based on the true story of a serial killer who went on the dating game back in 1979 and was chosen by the female contestant. You remember nice. that? I do. She's a New Englander, by the way. Anna Kendrick, where she, is she from? She grew up in Maine. Really? Yeah. What town? Yeah. Do you have the actual uh, latitude and longitude yeah. figured out over there? Well, you want an address, too? You guys are normally Well, that would like be that. helpful. Yeah, I'll try. I'll see what I can do for you. How does a guy get onto uh, the dating game if he's a serial killer? Is there no vetting at all? No psychological exam that well, have the, to, they had to go through back then? There probably wasn't back then. And uh, now with social media, you can pretty much find out anything you want about anybody. Because I would think a serial killer would probably yeah. be... You're not likely to go on a second date after that. No, I don't think that's uh, that warrants the second date. Well, you tried to kill me the first time. Yeah, but I didn't really mean it. Can we try this again? <laughs> Hi, I'm Psycho Killer. Hi, I'm Anna. How are you? Anna grew up in Portland, Maine. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Portland. Ooh, here's a callback. <laughs> it has come full circle. We now know where Anna Kendrick is from. What's her uh, What's her other stats? How does she have, yeah, has she ever published her social security number? She has very thin lips. She does. Yeah, yeah. it's almost non-existent. <laughs> hey, Rain Man, we're over here doing other stories now. <laughs> oh wait, you no, guys no, no, are no. the only guys who can do a tangent. No, I'm I, sorry, I, I, I forgot. I want to know. I want to know more about Anna Kendrick. I'll, what's uh, yeah. What's her favorite food? I'll do an entire Anna Kendrick segment next yeah. hour if you like. What uh, What What church does she attend on the weekends? <laughs> I think she's congregationalist. Yeah, I was mistaken. gonna say. Yeah. Elijah Wood, Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, and Sean Astin from the original Lord of the Rings trilogy posted pictures of themselves wearing clothing with the phrase, You are all welcome here. They did it in response to the haters who were upset about the diversity in the new Rings of Power series. <coughs> uh, so there's a lot of diversity in the new series? I, I, haven't, I actually haven't seen any of it. I haven't seen the old one. Uh, yeah, like, I'm with you. No, I mean, I saw the movies. I haven't seen oh, you the- did? Oh, I love the movies. Really? Yeah, they're great. Eh, could never get into it. Me neither. Did you try? No. Well, then how do you say you could never get into it? Eh, Elijah Wood. Can't stand that guy. Really? Why? What do you, you got against him? Because he looks too much like Tobey Maguire, and I really mm. like Tobey Maguire, <laughs> and I really think that he's kind of trying to steal Tobey Maguire's thunder because he looks like him yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. He, he certainly did, especially as he became a, a box office sensation for yeah. eight films. Yeah. Elijah Wood. That's the get- whole Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton thing years ago, too. Yeah, well, they do. They do look very similar, but uh, it pisses, not anymore. It pisses me off. Yeah. So, uh, Tom Hanks has never signed a contract that obligated him to do a sequel. He says, "Quote: I've always said, guys, if there's a reason to do it, let's do it. But you guys can't force me." He's actually very smart in not doing that. Yeah, and like ruining a story because they, 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 they. It was this interview. He was on this podcast, and I listened to it, and he was talking about how. The, the idea of a Forrest Gump 2 after they won the Oscars and all that stuff, mm-hmm. the idea lasted for about 40 minutes, and they're like, no, this isn't good. There's no way you can make a number two out of this. On the other hand, you know, you got a guy like uh, Johnny Depp who's made nothing but bank on those uh, on those sequels mm-hmm. of the, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. 
And nothing ever bad happened to that guy. No, but that's also a different kind of <laughs> franchise, too. You're talking about, uh, you know, fictional pirate stuff. How, how much? I mean, I know that Forrest Gump was fictional, too, but they tried to make it. But you don't think there could have been a Joe in the Volcano, too? He's back at the volcano, and this time he's pissed. Or mm. like Philadelphia, too. That would have been something to see. Joe in the Volcano. What a riveting uh, piece of uh, theatrical release! Yes, it was, <laughs> wasn't it? That was a good one. That was one I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up out of my seat, mostly because I fell asleep watching mm. Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> and the floor of the theater yeah. was very sticky. Carl Palmer from uh, is launching a, a, an Emerson Lake and Palmer tour. Even though Keith Emerson and Greg Lake are no longer with us, mm. he'll use performance audio and footage, but thankfully no holograms. He's the drummer, right, from yeah. ELP? Yes, he is. Mm, By yeah. the way, there is actually a new box set uh, that was uh, sent uh, over to me. It's freaking cool. It's like uh, it's like six, uh, like forty uh, fives, mm-hmm. all, like all the singles that they released really? in a box set. It's really cool. Each got, one comes on a, on a different colored vinyl. You got that uh, from yeah. the record company? Yeah. Wow. They just sent it to me. Lucky you. I know. Nice. What the hell is that all about? Yeah, I didn't even ask for it. Things are turning around for you, Bex. Yeah. Say what? This month has really turned out to be something special. Yeah, you had that AFib thing, and now you got a box set from look Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah, and then the Hall of Fame. Uh, look at that! Look at that! Things are, look at that! Oh my God! This this whole thing is really turning around. <sighs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. We all have that friend who wakes up. Early. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint. Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tonight the NFL season begins. That's right. The endless waiting around with nothing to look forward to has finally come to an end. Because tonight, it's a primetime, knockdown, drag-out feast for the senses as the defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams take on the current odds-on favorite, to win this year's AFC Championship. And believe it or not, no, it is not the New England Patriots. Instead, if you listen to all these alleged experts, it'll be the Buffalo Bills. And tonight, you'll see them play live at 820 on NBC. Now, how excited am I to have the NFL season back? Well, let me tell you. I have already mapped out a full evening of events that includes an early dinner, 30 to 40 minutes of intense Candy Crush action, one or two conversations with my wife, the brushing of teeth, the fluffing of pillows, followed by a high probability that I will be fast asleep by the end of the first quarter. Now you might say, but Baxi, isn't that what you do every evening? To which I would say, back off, creep. The fact you know my nightly bedtime rituals disturbs me immensely. Of course, the truth is that is exactly what I do every night. The difference here is I will prolong my waking hours just long enough to watch the game begin and then turn it off just minutes later so I can get the beauty rest I need because these kinds of good looks don't really come together without it. This is unlike Sunday when the Patriots kick off at Miami at 1 o'clock or when Green Bay kicks off in Minnesota at 425. For those games, I'll be jacked up on caffeine, snacks, and adrenaline. But tonight... For the Rams and Bills? Eh, probably not. Although, I must tell you that I am comforted by the fact that the season is about to begin. And if that means sifting through 10 to 15 minutes of, of a game I absolutely care nothing about, then so be it. Because all I know is I am ready for some football, even when it's being played like te- by teams like the Rams and the Bills. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Autumn in England. What a great time of year for painting projects. 
See Morgan at the Ludlow Rocky. She wants to know all about your project so she can help you choose paints and brushes and everything else you're going to need. Good people like Morgan and rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Van Halen. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Might have a little fog on your drive-in this morning. It will lift, though. We'll have lots of sunshine today. Highs in the mid-70s to high 70s. Now, today is going to be a pretty exciting broadcast, and we have been stringing you guys along for weeks on this. The, uh, the Mayflower Marathon, as you know, is uh, going to be at a new location. Bay State West. No. Uh, but next hour, we're going to tell you where the new location will be. And I'm just going to give you a little, quick little uh, precursor here because you got to understand that we got inundated with possibilities and ideas and proposals, and we went through uh, all of it and considered every single possibility for where this Mayflower Marathon thing is going to happen. And I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of considerations to keep in mind. And the place we chose was the best of all of them. Checked all the boxes. And we'll get to that in more uh, specifics just after 7 o'clock today. Well, I can't wait. And then then we will have somebody from that place uh, in the studio later at uh, like around 745. Uh, Someone I've known for years. Great to have this person in the the studio. So it'll be perfect. So that's coming up next hour. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. I'll finally get a chance to tell you where we chose. Yes, the Coliseum in West Springfield. <laughs> no. No, not uh, not the Coliseum, although that would have been a choice place. Are you sure about that? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure about right. that. I'm just asking. So there's a story yesterday I found um, of the most dangerous college campuses in America. Hmm. And the only one in uh, New England that made it was the uh, the University of Maine. Uh, they finished at number seven. You know what one is the most dangerous college campus in America? Wow. Occidental, because it's close to accidental. No, but I like the way you're thinking. All right, I'm just throwing it out there. Marquette University. Oh, ah. your alma mater. My alma mater. Mm, violent? Six, violent. Was it when you were there? Well, I mean, it, de- it depends huh. what you uh, how you want to define violent. I mean, I... If you're talking about abusing livers, then yes, oh, it yeah, was I, very I, violent. Definitely a lot of organ damage on that campus. And I, I, I suppose if you want to add, you know, the fact that you know I live five blocks away from Jeffrey Dahmer, and and his bus route went right through the campus, so he could go to work. I suppose you could say, well, you know, maybe he threw off the curve. Mm-hmm. But for sixty-two thousand dollars a year, you can enjoy nonstop violence. Uh, uh, per 10,000 students, there's 16.5 uh, violent crimes, 232 uh, property uh, crimes, and uh, there's only a student population of 11,000 kids. So, Damn. Yeah, so the uh, the numbers uh, are really good. Wait, now, isn't that a Jesuit university with religious ties? Yeah, Back? sure, yeah, All but right. doesn't mean that there's yeah. not some sort of... You know, religious crusade going on in, uh, in, on that campus, mm-hmm. but I barely got out of there alive. Okay. Did and you really? actually, you think about it, if you go back and and uh, and, uh, and through my history here, and I've been, uh, you know, certainly upfront about it, since it took me five and a half years to get a bachelor's degree, I was probably more at risk because of the amount of time I spent on that campus. That's true, too. Think the about more time that. You're, yeah, you did that to yourself, though. 
True, yeah. but I was never the victim of a violent crime. Well, back then, it wasn't one of the most violent places. It only happened after you left, apparently. Well, I guess so, but you know, they uh, they stepped things up and uh, yeah. changed things around. Well, it's good to be number one at something. You know what? They haven't been number one since the <laughs> NCAA finals in 1977. Back when Al McGuire was the coach. That is correct. Did they give a reason for what the uptick is in the violent uh, crimes <clears> on campus? Uh, it says uh, featured on the number one spot this list uh, this on this list Marquette University wins the overall crime rate in the in this school is second to none hmm. while the rate of violent crimes in the school is almost the same as others on the list the rate of property crimes is also second to none as we speak the university has the highest rate of property crimes in the entire United States due to the high crime rate most parents do not endorse the school for the education of their children uh, so far there have been several safety measures put in place to regulate crime rates, however, Marquette University still manages to top the list of the most dangerous college campuses in America. All right. All That's right. fantastic. Yeah. And I got to tell you, if you're the victim of a violent crime, I don't think anything softens the blow better than to know that $10,000 of your student loan is going to be resolved thanks mm-hmm. to the U.S. government. Doesn't that go. make you feel better? Yeah. This should also make you feel better. I got an alumni letter. You ever get the letters from your college looking nope. for a... Uh, you're looking for donations. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all the time. I get yeah. the phone calls. I get the you know, things in the mail. If I were to write a check for two hundred dollars, if I did it today, you know what I would get in return? What? I would get a Marquette University coffee mug. But if I didn't spend the two hundred dollars, I could stand in the middle of campus and get mugged without spending it. There you go. Think about that. You know, I always uh, find it uh, funny that. Colleges, a lot of colleges, are beautiful campuses in the middle of, like, blighted neighborhoods. Take AIC, for example. Mm -hmm. The campus is pretty nice over there. It's a beautiful campus. Yeah. Inside the the, the barrier of the campus. Yeah. Once you go right out onto, what is it, State Boston Road or whatever? Uh, at that that's, point, it's State Street. Yeah. That's where it gets a little, ooh. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a, yeah. scenic views, a lot of fresh air. Yeah. Uh, What's that hornet bar that's down there? <laughs> the one that, you know. Well, I mean, just because yeah. there have been crimes near that campus does not mean it, it well, wouldn't be a safe place to send your kid. <clears throat> Western New England College. Yeah. You know, that's a, it's getting to be a rough neighborhood over in that area there. Mm-hmm. Surrounded by, surrounded all, by a, all of those woods and greenery, right? But again, when uh, when you is a beautiful campus too, it, it just happens yeah. it, all all all, Clark, all across the country. My my alma mater, Wesleyan, never violent because people were smoking so much dope they didn't even care. Yeah, back see? when I was at college. What about Westfield State? Violent uh, or not? Oh yeah, there was uh, lots of liver damage. Lots of liver damage. Yeah, the top five, University of Central Missouri, Mm -hmm. University of California, Santa Barbara. Okay, the the banana slugs. University of Alabama, Crimson Tide, a dangerous place to be. That makes sense. Uh, UCLA, number two, and then you got Marquette University. I got to tell you, I I never was the victim of a crime. Mm -hmm. Committed a few, but never never convicted. Knock on wood, I believe the, uh, the... Statue of Limitations has passed on oh, a lot yeah. of that kind I of thing. That has. Yes, it has. Boy, good job. But I got to tell you, you know, I send my kids out to, uh, you know, to UMass Dartmouth and UMass Lowell, and if I say Lowell, you know, everyone are in the, in this area thinks, Oof, <laughs> Jesus, are you, are you, you are, you, are you sure that's a safe thing to do? Anytime you, uh, somebody says Lowell, I just automatically go back to that 
HBO High on Crack Street special where they did the whole thing about the boxer and the, you remember that whole I do. Uh, that yeah. story? Yeah. yeah, that was a Lowell. I got to tell you, yeah, as a Marquette University graduate, I laugh in the face of Lowell. You think that place is dangerous? You don't know nothing. That you, place is like that place is like uh, you like uh, it's like a, like a, a beach resort for crying out loud. Well, maybe you should start donating to your alma mater and they can clean up that violence problem they got back Listen, send a few bucks come on man five and a half years i think they've given that they've gotten all the money they deserve all right. i think they're doing just fine they don't they don't need me but honest to god it's the number one most violent place in america and i'm thinking man how did i how did i not see more going on i mean the Dahmer thing was pretty significant but after that that's nothing you should play that jeffrey Dahmer is dead song uh did you play that uh when he when he was killed um, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know the song, yeah, but no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't play that. I think it was uh, Violent Femmes that did that. Yeah, I just don't have it handy. Oh, you well, know, we like, should get that. Yes, I probably. Yeah, I probably. That was the should. end of the crime ring of your era. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Well, me and, know, the, me and the Farley brothers. Well, maybe he sh- maybe you should talk to somebody from the Violent Femmes on your. Baxi's musical podcast. Uh, dude, we, don't think I haven't tried. We've all this together. Don't don't think I haven't reached out. Yep. Just haven't gotten an answer yet. All right. Well, either way, uh, I'm glad you went to a really violent uh, school. Yeah, I think it actually explains quite a lot. It does. That's why it? you're such a badass. That's, That's why it. you come in here telling everybody to everybody get down. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like you're mugging us every single morning when you come in here. When I tell you how much street credibility I have, yeah, it's from those rough years. You know, at on the uh, those rough college years, walking the streets in the quadrangle yeah. of Marquette. Oh, believe you me. Yeah. Oh, the things I the things I could have done. Oh, stale beer everywhere you go. <laughs> Man, I I could I could really knock over a liquor store right now just to, for old time's sake. The smell of bloated, passed out college students. Oh man, I I miss the smell of multiple people vomiting in the same place at once. Yeah, those are good times. Happens. It's 620 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. When people come over to my house and they drink water out of my tap, I want them to say, ooh, this is... Springfield's Classic Rock. Song used by all sorts of sports teams and individuals and also in season four of Westworld as well. A robbery scene in that uh, series. Did you see Westworld at all or not? No, actually I haven't seen that one. That was good. No, Steve? No. No. Never saw it. Hey! Yes. You want to kind of do this? Uh, yeah, let me just uh, quickly tell you that uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock. Patriots football uh, begins on Sunday. You'll hear that game live here on Rock 102. And uh, also uh, the big announcement after 7 o'clock about where that Mayflower Marathon is going to go. All right. All right. Hey, it's Dad Joke David from Sunderland. I got some dad jokes for you. Are you ready? No. I yeah. well, gotta have to I mean, be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Very yeah. ready. Yeah. Why don't eggs tell jokes? I don't know. Why don't eggs tell jokes? Because they'd crack each other up. Next one. How do you make seven even? I don't know. How do you make seven even? Take away the S. Yeah, what he did yeah. There. Logic. Right there, there you go. What yeah. do you call cheese that doesn't belong to you? I think I know this one. Yeah, but I think so it? too. Nacho cheese. Get it? It's nacho. Can see it coming. Don't a mile ruin away. the jokes, Bax. Don't That's, ruin I'm them. I'm not ruining nothing. Yep. I just let. I'm letting them rip. How mm-hmm. many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? Mm. 
don't know. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. GG Inks Scream. 631 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Welcome, basketball luminaries. The Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinement returning to Springfield this weekend, bringing some of basketball's biggest stars and legends here to our fine town. Over 40 returning Hall of Famers, along with the class of 2022, will be in town. And, of course, businesses are preparing to benefit from this, including the place to be. For the very first year, they're mm-hmm. very proud of their involvement. We talked with the folks from White Lion as well. You know, uh, there used to be, uh, every now and then, we'd go down to like the, the fort to hang out with my good time friends. Mm-hmm. And like around our enshrinement weekend, you, you always, I mean, you're always hanging out there and everyone's and like, there'd be buzz like, oh my gosh, you know, Carl Malone is going to be, is allegedly supposed to show up. You know, mm-hmm. Manute Bowl is going to be here. You know, Michael Jordan's coming to the fort. Right. And, uh, you know, sometimes that would happen, and uh, and oftentimes it wouldn't happen mm-hmm. when I was there. Yeah. And so, you know, we'd, uh, there'd be that buzz, and then uh, then you'd say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to wait around all night for John Calipari to show up at the fort. And so I didn't, yeah. and I never saw any Hall of Famers show up at the, at the fort. Even though I was waiting, I was patient. And you know what? You probably had too many drinks while you were down there. You wouldn't even notice if somebody walked in. You're probably right. Yeah. See, maybe there were. Yeah. Maybe Michael Jordan was right next to you one day and you didn't even notice. Yeah. Here I am, you know, too busy yeah. trying to, you know, decipher a conversation between, you know, me and Herbie Flores and yeah. you know, I'm not even paying attention to who's walking through the door. Scotty Pippen. He could have been in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The enshrinement ceremony itself set to take place Saturday at Springfield Symphony Hall. And of course, until then, lots of other activities going on miles and miles away yeah, at Las Vegas. Different, yeah, may as well be. Might right? as well be. Because they want to be gambling, and so they're downstate in Connecticut until if, then, which means if, there's plenty of parking capacity at the Basketball Hall of Fame until Saturday. If only there were a casino closer mm. uh, to this area that had lots of ample parking. Can't think of one. <laughs> if, if only. Mm. Well, we... Uh, Mohegan Sun is lovely this time of year. I mean, it's uh, lovely all time, the you know throughout the year. Right. But you just think, huh? Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Would be nice to have everybody close, close by, as opposed to spread out seventy miles away from that parking lot. Sure. Sixty-nine. And uh, everyone's also awaiting the news from this radio station about the location for the Mayflower Marathon. We'll get to that next hour officially, right? Is there a specific time exactly that people put down on their watches for yeah uh 701 53 uh seconds all right you know there i was trying you know obviously saying all these wrong places there was the it was a cajun place on boston road in wilbraham and i can't remember that but it was really good tony and penny's no, was, that's not Tony. No, and Tony and Penny's that, that's is in Ludlow. Ludlow. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it was something like that. It was yeah. like it was like a it was like a male and female name, it, like denoting Cajun food. And I wish I could remember the damn name of it. Oh my God! Now yeah. I, you're gonna have me scrambling to it was remember. Years that too. ago, it was like the late '90s, I think, and then they closed. Yeah, I, and that's probably why I said Tony and Penny's. I mean, yeah. I know they're in Ludlow, and I know it's a wonderful Portuguese well, this, restaurant. Yeah, but, this is Wilbraham, though. This is yeah. On no, Boston I, Road, I remember. Yeah. Exactly. I remember exactly what you're talking about, and I remember how dilapidated it looked before they finally knocked it down. Yeah, yeah. 
had a bad rollover crash in Springfield yesterday afternoon, just before 1230. It happened at the intersection of Sumner Ave and Abbott Street. There's a picture of it. You guys are always good at identifying cars. I know you especially, Steve. You can go to westernmassnews.com and see a little video or the still frame shot of the car that sort of looks like it's rolling along on two wheels, almost like a stunt, like a stunt driver is in the car. But it was a you know a serious rollover, although no serious injuries were reported. Police... The car was on its side, right? Yeah, right. yeah look I did at see it. Well, there's the picture if you guys check it out there. I don't know. Steve, can you? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. You're good at this, usually. I... Is it a Nissan of some sort? I well, see the now look... I have a commercial here, so I don't ah, know. Oh, I, I was just looking at the still frame shot. Uh, police are seeking a criminal complaint against one of the drivers because he was unlicensed while this was going on. And again, 12:30 in the afternoon and it's right in front of Eddie's well, liquor store by the way. You know, we I I knew a guy that got into a pretty bad accident that in that uh, intersection too. Mm-hmm. And you know, people sometimes uh are going a little bit too quick. Right. And uh that is in fact a Nissan. Okay. I just say yeah. I, I saw it as they pulled it down. It's that's, like that's a, a rogue or something. Yeah. Hmm. Dorothy and Leroy's. That's Dorothy the, that's the and place Leroy's. You're, yes, thank you I very knew much. It was two people. Yes, thank you. Yep. Somebody else just sent me that too. Yeah. Right. Speaking of dangers in our area, look out for Rainbow Fentanyl. Local police departments warning the public. West Springfield Police Sergeant Joseph LaFrance and others telling Western Mass News that detectives have seen it once or twice in town. Rainbow fentanyl is targeted toward kids because it's what it sounds like. Very colorful and might be attractive Mm. to younger adults. 50 times more Isn't that the uh, the song that Kermit the Frog sang, uh, Rainbow Fentanyl? Mm, I think you're right. In the, uh, in the Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. Why are there so many so pills it's like rainbows? <laughs> <laughs> you want to attract a kid to something, uh, do some, you know, it's like a TikTok fentanyl or yeah, yeah. rainbows. I mean, that's like a little kid thing. Yeah. But once you're at the age of, uh, of fentanyl use, good fentanyl uh in, mm. you know, ingestion yeah you want to go with something that, that uh, they can relate to a little bit more sure bad marketing on that rap yeah very bad some business news for you we remember armada's market part of that blaze last november <coughs> that took out uh, that entire plaza mm-hmm. in long meadow well armada's is going to be moving to a new space the well- no, no. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what happened is Armadas has bought out yes. the, uh, the the Village Mart in Hamden. Yes. Uh, Gary, who owns the place, is uh, is retiring. Great guy. Great, the uh, you know neighborhood store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Armadas is still looking to rebuild in their Longmeadow yeah. uh, location. So it, it, it's it's not they're not they're not moving. It, it it's basically going to be two properties. And that acquisition you spoke of, Baxel, will be happening within the next 30 days. So we'll look forward to that. Also in Holyoke, the Artery, in more business news, built as a permanent pop-up shop. I thought a pop-up shop had to be temporary, but apparently this one isn't. Well, the shop can be permanent. Who goes in there is temporary. Ah, It's going to open on High Street in the coming days. The Artery is an art store and a gallery space that will feature the works of local artists and crafters. They planned an October 14th grand opening for the Artery. It's a collaboration among the City of Holyoke, the Holyoke Chamber, and Print Shop Inc. They want to attract more tourists to downtown Holyoke. The Artery will be located at 289 High Street across from City Hall. 
and it fits in with the city's efforts to attract more tourism to downtown Holyoke. No, I mean, uh, they could, you know, they uh, the carousel is still down there in downtown Holyoke? Yeah, it is. Well, that's a, that's a cool it, place yeah. to go. Sure, it ain't so bad. So combine all that together, maybe, and you could uh, get some tourism dollars flowing into Holyoke? Listen, you know, you got you know thirty thousand people down there by the road, uh, the road race, and a bunch of people on the on the uh, parade route once a year. Why not bring more people down to Holyoke? That carousel is a death trap, by the way. What are you talking about? It's a suicide rap. Went there uh, with my kid <laughs> uh, for a field trip mm-hmm. for kinder. It was the kindergarten end of the year field trip, and they take them to the children's museum. Mm-hmm. And then we went into that carousel, and the thing is, for I don't know how old the damn thing is. It's over a hundred years old, I believe, and. Uh, it flies. It's like oh, it was yeah? too fast. Yeah. It's Even like, for, for an adult. It's like those ones on the playground that you had to pedal with your feet, get them spinning yeah, around, well, around, around. Well, this was yeah. the uh, the old style. Yeah. I think yeah. the guy fell asleep at the wheel because mm. it was going uh, way too fast. Mm. Hey, there's new nonstop service to a city you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Steve. Las Vegas. You can fly from Bradley to Las Vegas now. See, I mentioned that because I knew you were going to do a story about mm-hmm. this. The new nonstop service has officially, it says, taken off at Bradley International Airport. Flyers can now purchase a one-way ticket to Vegas for just 69 bucks with Breeze Airways. Never heard of it. Breeze? Anyone? Never heard of Breeze. Nope. Anyway, that special deal goes on until September 13th for travel that you would book for October 26th all the way to February 14th. The new service operates year-round, two times a week. On Breeze Airways, brand new Airbus operating out of Bradley to Vegas. Hmm. It's a it's a pop up airline. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, it's like when you want discount airline tickets, they just magically show up in a parking lot somewhere, and you get on a plane, and they take you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in some states, that would be considered a kidnapping, but that's okay. Forty tickets for twenty dollars. It's kind of like those uh, meat sales they have in parking lots, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. A new study by Erasmus University along these same lines, revealing that men who get good news from a psychic then tend to gamble. So maybe they'll be getting on this plane to Vegas and heading out there. So if they go to a psychic and they get good news, men take financial risks and gamble more, according to this research. Hmm. Psychics gave them positive and negative and neutral fortunes. The men who received positive fortunes were more likely to take chances with their money and gamble more. This didn't affect women at all, by the way. If they go to a psychic and get good news, they don't gamble. We do, apparently. See, I'm not, a, uh, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really the, a gambling type. You know, to me, if I go to a casino or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, to me, I prefer, like, you know, the buffets. I always feel like I'm uh, beating the house that way. Mm-hmm. I'm always up. Yeah. Yeah. Get your money back. That's one, right. One French toast stick at a time. Mm. <laughs> Sounds yummy. It's 642. We're back, Steve and Dave. We've got your mass hat coming up next on Rock 102. Charlie Epstein here, and I've had... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 649 and cream with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's uh, it's going to be uh, today, I'll just tell you right here in one second. Sunny with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's uh, 57 right now in downtown Springfield. The Big Bonk and Smoke is coming back to the Log Cabin Wednesday, October 5th. Tickets are on sale now at uh, rock102.com. Enjoy a fun night out with beautiful views off the side of Mount Tom. 
Your admission includes a few cigars from the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam. You get yourself a T-shirt from GG Inc.'s Custom Printing and a bunch of food that is delicious. Details and tickets available, again, at rock102.com. I am legally obligated to tell you that cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You must be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. It's the Big Bonkin' Smoke, October 5th at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, the Tommy Carr Auto Group, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Coming up on 651... Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. A couple of weeks ago, we gave out a mass hat award to the establishment in Rhode Island that had the horrible and tasteless advertising about Anne Frank to try and attract people to mm-hmm. its diner. Yes. Well, now we give a Mass Hat Award to a country club in Manassas, Virginia, kind of along the same lines. They had to apologize on Facebook earlier this week because they got a lot of backlash on a special 9-11 menu they put out. Now, it's since been taken down online, and the manager of the country club, known as the Clubhouse at Akia Harbor, issued an official apology. He said, I apologize to those I offended with the 9-11 seafood specials. My intention was to bring attention to the horrific day of 21 years ago. So he was trying to be sensitive. Yes. By being insensitive. The special menu at the clubhouse at Akia Harbor featured a remember teeny. (laughs) A flight 93 redirect. I don't know what that is. I don't know. And a Pentagon pie. Sounds delicious. Yeah. But, uh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a, too, it's a little too soon, even 20 years later. Yes. Uh, why would you think that's a good idea? Right. You know what I mean? Like, nobody nobody uh, does a Pearl Harbor restaurant. You know, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> no matter how far away you are from a tragedy. Right. right? You know, uh, nobody's d- doing the Hindenburg. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, you just, you just don't do things like that. You know, even uh, Bax mentioning uh, Jeffrey Dahmer earlier. I don't think there are pop-up restaurants featuring yeah. some, you know. It's not <laughs> Jeff's Barbecue out in Milwaukee. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, uh, you know, smothered and covered, just uh, like your Waffle House f- uh, home fries. Well, let's be honest, though. A sandwich is a sandwich, but a man which is, is a, a meal. meal. <laughs> uh, some of the other items on this questionable menu, uh, 9-11 oysters, the Freedom Flounder, <laughs> and the Never Forget Sampler uh, with a picture of a waving U.S. flag. Oh, uh, the beauty. God bless yeah. America. Wow. Yeah, where's Alan Jackson? Where were you when the, uh, when the chicken tenders came out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, G- good luck there at that. Uh, I never thought club. this tower of onion rings would go down. <laughs> God, <laughs> Jeez. and as long as we're handing out Mass Hat awards, why not Swiss retailer? <laughs> the salad is called a field in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Now, now, see now, what's happening is we're being insensitive. Uh, yeah, well, that's well, not uh, right. That's not right. This is a national tragedy. We're not selling hamburgers either. Yeah. <laughs> There's another mass hat to award quickly to Swiss retailer Migros. They, earlier this week, launched coffee balls. <laughs> coffee balls, yes. okay. It's a coffee-making system meant to replace the Keurig-like capsules okay. that we use 
which are very wasteful and ecologically unsound. Yeah, whatever. They still taste good. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But, the, you know, the guy that invented Keurig regrets it now because he knows that they are yeah. they aren't disposed they are just they aren't recyclable do, do you know why he really regrets that why is that because he sold off the idea for a very very low amount of money compared to how much these things have made so that's why he's upset yeah. now yeah now yeah. he's disappointed in yeah. himself the coffee balls that have been making their debut apparently unlike the plastic and aluminum containers are completely compostable so the coffee balls encased in a thin flavorless seaweed based cover that can be discarded along with the spent coffee after you use it does it come with a tea bag at the end of it (laughs) (laughs) one lump or two (laughs) oh three or four (laughs) you got to make a special request for that i think i guess so 655 with back Steve and Dave uh, coming up. The Grundle Coffee Company. <laughs> coming up next hour again, Bax, the big announcement, right? That's right. Coming up, uh, we'll tell you where the Mayflower Marathon is going to be this November. And uh, straight ahead, the 102 second sports. And included in that, a special offer in the chess world. Yeah, chess doesn't make it into the sports news very often, but it's going to with us this morning. Stay tuned. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, under regular circumstances, it would take something extraordinary to me for me to devote a full two minutes or less on saying something positive about the New York Yankees. In fact, you might want to write this today's date down because it could be another 27 years before it ever happens again. However, last night, Aaron Judge of the Yankees jacked his 55th home run of the season, setting the Yankees' single-season record for right-handed hitters. Now, he is just six home runs away from tying the American League record set by Roger Maris 61 years ago. And while those numbers would probably be higher if Aaron Judge had the wherewithal to be playing in a Boston Red Sox uniform, he is, in fact, playing with the Yankees in the final year of his contract. Now, you may ask, What sort of financial bump and pay can we expect from a guy who's just hit 55 home runs with 25 games left in the Yankees' schedule? And the answer to that question is somewhere between a lot and a crap load. Yesterday, Yankees team president Randy Levine was quoted as saying that Aaron Judge is, quote, an all-time Yankee and that the team will be, quote, extraordinarily competitive in trying to re-sign him. Now, you might recall that earlier this year, Aaron Judge rejected a seven-year contract extension that would have paid him $213 million. That would have been the biggest contract in New York Yankees history, and yet he turned it down because apparently Aaron believes that he might just be worth more than $30.5 million a year. And since he's on pace to smack 64 home runs a season, there's a chance that Aaron Judge might have made the right choice. There's just one small problem with that somebody's going to have to make him a better offer. And that offer will likely come from the Yankees. It might also come from somebody else, say, like a team that's just three hours and 19 minutes away, depending on traffic. Not that I'm suggesting that somebody crack open the wallet and dump it all out on the table for this guy. I just know there are a finite number of teams that can afford to pay Aaron Judge what he thinks he's worth, which, if I'm reading into this correctly, will in fact be reaching into the crap load territory. But hey, and of my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You paint your house this year, but what's it going to look like in 10 years? 
Benjamin Moore paint withstands the sun and the wind and the rain and the snow without losing its color, texture, or vibrancy. Go for long-lasting, high-quality paint like Benjamin Moore, which you can find today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 708 and ACDC. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Lead singer Brian Johnson's autobiography coming out next month. It's called Lives of Brian. See what they did there? Well, Lives he, of Brian. He used to be a soul singer yeah. uh, before ACDC and actually a, a damn good one. Yeah, in a band a, called Budgie. Really? Yeah. Found nice. him in a, in a pub, right? Somewhere is singing when they kind of. No, I mean, he was like on like Top of the Pops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, uh, you know, he, the, the dude had a, a, a substantial career before joining ACDC. But really, that's not why we're here this hour. No. No. Right now, after stringing you folks along for I don't know how long, seems like for weeks, it's finally time to tell you where we're at with the Mayflower Marathon. Please say Mingles. It's not Mingles. Damn it! be a okay. great place to go. It would be a great place you to know, go. You I'm, know, we'd have like a, a place to stay. How many of Steve's guesses were close? Any of them? I know Steve's had a lot of guesses. They were close in the fact that they were all in western Massachusetts. Ah. And some were in Springfield. Well, some were in Springfield. Yes. All right, so let me uh, explain uh, some things here for you. As you know, a few weeks ago, uh, we announced that the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame was no longer able to uh, accommodate us for the Mayflower Marathon in November. And, uh, you know, it's enshrinement week. It's a big week for the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, they made the decision. We met with them. Uh, you know, they were not going to let us be in their parking lot. So we had to find another place. And, you know, with it being September, it didn't really afford us a lot of time to make that mm-hmm. decision. But right. I will tell you uh, how proud I am of the, uh, of the Springfield community for really stepping up their game. Everybody from the mayor, from Judy Matt to uh you know both Pignelli brothers i mean they everybody wanted to know how they could help and that you know to me that's what this whole thing is about it's a community event it's not about rock 102 it's not about us it's not about uh, about anybody else but the open pantry and the mayflower marathon and what's going to do what is going to be best for that event mm-hmm. right right so right. we had uh, a number of proposals to uh, to go through really good proposals some were really compelling and really interesting and uh had great potential but at the end of the day there's so many different moving parts to the mayflower marathon that we had to consider everything involved and not just uh you know a couple of things that that were really really good there were some things about some of these other proposals that you know we're not going to do it because for any number of reasons but I thank everybody who either made suggestions, offered their place of business, offered their real estate to accommodate the Mayflower Marathon. Some of the things that we needed to uh, to think about were what's best for the open pantry and what's best for the community. It's one of the reasons why Carlos Gonzalez, the state rep, wanted to get involved, not because he cared necessarily that it stayed at the, the Basketball Hall of Fame. He just wanted it to stay in Springfield. That was his main concern. I'm... Excited to tell you that it is going to remain in Springfield. Yeah. Yes, that's the good news. Bondi's Island. No, actually, uh, let me let me back up. It's going to be in Springfield, Massachusetts. Of just like that's that, uh, that what mac and cheese place, right next yeah. to Westfield State. Yeah, it's not going to be there either. Mm. So here's what we had to uh, consider: we needed a space that was going to be large enough to accommodate the event. Mm-hmm. Three tra- three uh, forty eight foot trailers, a tent, potentially an RV. 
uh, and enough space to have people drop food off right. 24 hours a day for 52 hours. We needed power. We needed inter- internet. Uh, we needed easy accessibility for traffic. There's a lot of places that, that that offered which were not easy to get to, and really that was going to be a problem. I mean, you can't have you know thousands of cars driving through a residential neighborhood to get to a place so they can drop off food. That probably wasn't going to work. Um, we couldn't impede the regular flow of traffic right. to such a degree where we're creating gridlock in certain areas of, uh, of Western Mass. Mm-hmm. And so after going through all of this and going through multiple site visits, we have decided that the Mayflower Marathon, uh, the week of, uh, of Thanksgiving, is going to be uh, right after this. Ooh. No, no, I can't do that. Enough teasing. Enough teasing. Yeah. The uh, Mayflower Marathon is going to be at MGM Springfield. What? I know. Shut the front door, man. I know, I know, but that's where it's going to be. Now you say, why? What? what how did? How, how? Why? Let me explain it to you. The way this is going to set up is it's going to be in front of the MGM uh, parking garage. So if you can imagine you're traveling through East Columbus Avenue up to Bliss Street, which is the entrance where the entrance is to the parking garage. Yeah. The trucks will be uh, uh, from Bridge Street and around, and then you would be able to exit on State Street. There'll be some traffic restrictions, but that's where it's going to be. You won't be able to enter from State Street. You'll have to go through East Columbus Avenue, but it's a simple flow of traffic. One way, that way. Can't be in the plaza because that is going to be restricted. They got the uh, yeah the ice rink. Yeah, they got all this stuff going on down there that they're yeah. setting up for that weekend. So we won't be able to be in that thing. But you know what? We're at it. We're in a we're in a great location. It's uh it's going to be different, but it's going to be good. Yeah, and uh, and the open pantry is happy with this uh, with this location. It's not going to restrict fire lanes. We've mm. many of those things have already been uh, worked out. And a little bit later on this hour, we're going to talk to Beth Ward who is now at MGM Springfield. We're going to talk about uh, some of the things that uh, that went into into their proposal. And there's a lot of other exciting stuff coming down the road on this that I'm not sure I'm able to talk about quite yet. Mm. But uh, some other really interesting uh, aspects to this that I think everyone's going to be pretty excited about. So there it is, MGM Springfield, near the parking garage from uh, Bliss Street to State starting from East Columbus Avenue, that's where you can go for uh, for the Mayflower Marathon awesome. this year. I, I think because of all these factors, I mean, again, this will be my first time taking part fully. I, I stopped by last year, kind of when I was brand new to the radio station. I think you're going to set records. I think, you know, I think people are really willing to step up, you know, with all these other circumstances going on. I think it's going to do very well. Well, you know, here's here's my thing, uh, and I think this is very encouraging. Um when this news story came out that we were going to have to find another place, we were hearing from everybody, and it wasn't just it wasn't just you know you know city leaders and everything. It was like you know listeners were genuinely concerned. Well, where's this going to be? Where can we go? Here's some ideas we have. We put together a, a specific email address to kind of you know congregate all of these you know these you know great ideas. And uh, you, to me, that was kind of a heartwarming thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's like the community really 
understands the value of the Mayflower Marathon and they yeah. understand what the open pantry provides for the community, which is you know, an essential service. And to me, that was fantastic. That kind of you know validates my belief that this has been a community event for years and not just a Rock 102 event, that it's much bigger than that. And they, uh, the one thing that the people of Western Massachusetts are uh, really good at is accepting uh, abrupt change. Yes. No, they're very good at it. <laughs> Which is uh, which is one of the things that uh, I applaud com- them for. You'll never hear complaints of anybody. No, you you will not. But I think in in this case, when they realized that there were specific reasons uh, for the change and uh, that those uh, reasons were unresolvable, mm-hmm. you know, something had to happen. And of all the uh, and and, we're, and like I said, I want to thank everybody that uh, that worked really hard at uh, at coming up to this to this point. And when I tell you that some of the other uh, ideas were outstanding, they were outstanding. But there were issues uh, along the way that uh, yeah. that MGM did not have. Yeah, there's so many moving parts to this thing that yeah. it's it's hard to just uh, say yes, we can do this here. And it's, some and yeah. some of them, some of the ideas are uh, are, are uh, in, in Springfield are things I don't want to th- I don't want to talk about yet. But it's like you know the plan of certain spaces in Springfield yeah. is really exciting. And yeah. the idea of being down there would have been cool, but there were certain things that, you know, we just couldn't, yeah. you know, that we couldn't accommodate. And, and, and the, and like, as you were saying, you know, th- all the ideas that came up throughout this thing, were obviously not, we're only, we're going with this particular location, but even those people who offered those locations are still offering ways to help oh yeah many different ways to help and that's the awesome part about this whole thing is it's not uh it's not about this station it's not it's about the community it's about the open pantry and 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 people recognize that and i think that's pretty cool the best of all of these proposals are going to be incorporated into this plan Mm -hmm. with mgm so it's going to be a a continuous effort of cooperation which is fantastic which is exactly what i was hoping uh, you know, we could do. I, I think, Dave, I think you're right. I think this has the potential to be the most successful one yet. I hope. I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. I hope so, too. And, you know, you know, for all the people who say, well, you know, these guys should have done that, or why didn't these guys step up, or, you know, how come they changed their mind? You know, as I've said before, take that frustration and those questions and turn it into action. You know, turn it into, yep. uh, you know, getting a bigger donation. You know, work, work harder to make this uh, you, you know, more successful. It's not for us. It's for the open pantry. And when I tell you of all the things that they do, uh, it, it's an enormous amount of stuff. It's a, it's a unfortunately uh, understaffed uh, you know, organization. And when I tell you that this food has typically lasted throughout the winter, it does. And the cash that we that we raise goes even further than that. So I hope that this year's Mayflower Marathon. The Monday, Tuesday, and part of Wednesday before Thanksgiving winds up being our our best one ever. So thanks again to everybody that helped uh, help us uh, arrive at this decision to have it at MGM Springfield. Awesome. There you go. I'm excited. Me too. It's 720. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. The Big Bunk and Smoke returns to the lo- that's the Stones on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. But if you're tuning in and you're wondering about that big announcement regarding the new location for the Mayflower Marathon, uh, just an update. Yep. 
Uh, it is going to be at MGM Springfield. We'll be talking to Beth Ward a little bit later on this hour. Beth Ward now works for MGM, so we'll be mm. talking uh, to her about that. Mm. And uh, thanks again to everybody whose ideas and assistance uh, for the Open Pantry uh, for this year. It's going to be uh, should be a great event. So we'll tell you more about some of the other big things that are coming up, and there are some big things uh, on the way. Big, big things. Yeah, I'm not sure if we can uh, handle the big, the big giant white guy uh, this year, but uh, we will see. Well, we'll do our best. Well, we will. Try, yeah, we will try to prop him up yeah. uh, if we can. Uh, speaking of big things, you know, the Big E and Six Flags have all sorts of great excitement, and specifically with the rides that go on at these places, one of the biggest in the nation closing down the Cedar Point Park in Ohio. You ever been there before? No, no, nope. It's like. One of the biggest, supposedly. It's, they're closing their top thrill dragster coaster for good. Second tallest roller coaster in the world at 420 feet tall. Apparently, it's been closed since 2021 when a small metal object flew off the ride and struck a passenger. So they've decided, finally, you know what? We can't reopen. <laughs> why don't I just replace the part? Yeah. How difficult is that be? Uh, you know, the 3D printer, you have that thing fixed in no time. Yeah been operating for 19 years and no longer in existence so there's no competition for the king deca roller coaster at six flags in new jersey all right it's the tallest one in the world now at 456 feet tall all right so we're good good with that i don't know where the one at the six flags here rates Uh, not that height height wise not not that not that high because it's in a flight path Oh, and so right? they can only be so is that, high. Is that part of it? That's yeah, it, no, that, that's that absolutely true. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. This is like Dixie Cup information. Yeah. I, it's like dueling Dixie Cups. I know. Like, who can out Dixie the other? You just got it, man. <laughs> it's fact, 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 fact. <laughs> you, you a couple of swinging Dixies all over the place. <laughs> yeah, oh over yeah, here. there's a lot of the swinging Dixies around here. <laughs> you it's, got the Dixie Hat Award. Bats it's so good. I'll, I'll wear that. We hit you in the face with a bag of Dixie Cups. It's. <laughs> News is next to Rock 102. It's 7.33 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Well, you heard it here first on the Rock 102 Morning Show with back Steve and Dave. And now it will be reported on other media outlets that the Mayflower Marathon will be returning this year at its new location, MGM Springfield. And we have a representative who will be joining us shortly to talk now, more about that. Now, where's that. this MGM? Mm. Uh, it's in Springfield. Where, though? Uh, like downtown. <laughs> never South End. seen it. I've never, does it have any lights or a big lots sign of, or anything out there? Of, lots of lights. Yeah, lots of lights. Hmm. Lots of. Wouldn't uh, even have known. Yeah, and uh, and there have been a couple of people like wondering about the the traffic issues. This is the reason why MGM was chosen is because it actually uh, the way the traffic will run, th- it this will work out fine. Yes, it will. Yes, it'll work. So we're proud to be associated with MGM Springfield for the Mayflower Marathon this year. Again, more on that with a rep from MGM coming in in just a few minutes. In fact, she's already here. We'll have her momentarily. Also, with regard to casinos, that other one down in Connecticut holding a portion of the Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies this very weekend. And 
some of that going on right now, but the actual enshrinement ceremony set to take place Saturday at Springfield Symphony Hall as we welcome some of basketball's biggest stars and legends to the city. Over 40 returning Hall of Famers in the class of 2022 will be here for what's going to be a very busy weekend, both basketball-wise and business-wise in Springfield. Big weekend. Big weekend. Always uh it's always kind of cool when you see like uh, you know people walking around Springfield and you say, "Oh my god, that's Bobby Knight." Or, "Oh my god, that's Larry Bird." And sometimes that happens mm-hmm. when you see him around. I once saw Bobby Knight uh you walk like uh like downtown like yeah. he was like uh, heading to I don't I don't know, say like the Mardi Gras or something like yeah. that. He's larger than life. He is. He's a big dude. He's a big He was throwing chairs all over the downtown area. Yeah. I once uh, saw Larry Bird goes, "Man, there ain't nothing here. Let's go to Mohegan." <laughs> I don't think Larry Bird really cares that much. I, I can see some of the other guys, maybe. I don't know. Actually, Larry is uh, very fan friendly. No, but I mean uh, a gambler going to no. Mo- I don't Mo- think he, like I said. He he just wants to you know he just wants to do what's right and hangs out and you know very very uh, accessible when he's here. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the fact that the, there'll be some new advertising surrounding Mass Mutual Center downtown and how other companies are rethinking their advertising, including John Hancock. After careful, <laughs> John. Yeah, I said it. After careful review, they're not renewing their sponsorship contract with the Boston Marathon. That's going to expire after the 2023 race. The decision by John Hancock coming <laughs> after they announced earlier John. this year. Yeah, I know that makes you laugh, doesn't it? Yeah. Remember, they ended their partnership with the Red Sox as well resulting in that iconic sign coming down from center field at the end of this season. So no more John Hancock at the Boston Marathon. Are they getting ready to sell their company? Is that what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's say, for example, I have like a policy with them. Should be I uh, be concerned? I don't know. Maybe there's a hotline you can call to ask about that. Well, maybe, I'll, maybe, maybe I will. Mm-hmm. A couple of ferries in Connecticut evacuated earlier this week due to an unspecified threat. According to the Bridgeport Emergency Ops, a threat called into the 911 dispatch, forcing the evacuation of the Bridgeport and Port Jefferson ferries. Look at you, a couple of ferries. No, no, no. I think he's talking about ferries, like the, the oh, boat oh. that you park, you park your said, car I, on. That's what I said. All right, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah, here. look at you, you couple of ferries. The swimming around out in the bay there. You're moving cars from one port to port. The ferry boats were directed back to shore and swept, it says, by Connecticut State Police and the State Police Bomb Squad. No threats were found in the two-hour search, so we can assume that the ferries are back in functioning, both Bridgeport and Port Jefferson. Swabbing the poop deck on the ferries? All right, that's, that's quite enough. One person taken to the hospital after a rollover crash in Springfield yesterday afternoon about 1230. Police saying the crash involving two cars happened at the intersection of Sumner Ave and Abbott Street. No serious injuries were reported. And police are seeking a criminal complaint against one of the drivers who they said was unlicensed. There's a good picture and video of the rollover at westernmassnews.com and also at masslive.com. You know what? Not for nothing. Uh, But that was a Nissan, we believe. Yeah. 
I think that thing still could uh, still could ride, which I think says quite a lot about how good Nissans are. Well, maybe put it in the uh, demolition derby Steve was talking about. Uh, I'd like to see it when I go to the Franklin County Fair. Well, I don't even I mean, think you put it in a, in a demolition derby. I think it, you know you know this is like the kind of thing where you know Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports would say, hey, you know, if you're going to have a rollover accident, do it in a Nissan mm-hmm. because of its uh, its safety features and and uh, high yeah. rating. We we could do a whole review on those. We probably could. All right, let's get her done. Hey, forget about murder hornets. There's a new animal menace we need to be worried about. Puss caterpillars. <clears throat> what now? Puss caterpillars. Residents in Central Florida are on the lookout for the puss caterpillars, often described as being one of the most venomous in the country. They've returned to the area in Florida. The puss caterpillar, commonly found on oak and elm trees, has these hair-like bristles on it, according to the Fish and Wildlife Foundation of Florida. And those attractive hairs hide extremely toxic spines that stick to your skin and can cause painful radiation throughout the body. Hmm. I'm, uh, I'm actually looking at them right now. Yeah. They, they look like an eyebrow. Like a very thick eyebrow. It's actually pus. Is it pus? Is it really? That's the way it's pronounced. It's pus. Oh God, I'm glad you corrected me on that. Not that that makes it sound any no, better. No, that's yeah. the venom, though. That's what they're referring to. Ah, I prefer the. You know, pus is is spelled P-U-S, not P-U-S-S. It's it is pronounced. If you look on the huh. uh, the pronunciation guide, it's pus. Well, then they're misspelling pus if it's meant to talk about the pus that comes out of you, because <laughs> the that kind of pus is P-U-S. Hmm. Okay, but hey, great. So the lookout, I still like calling him Puss, though. I think it's a better name. For it definitely rolls off the tongue a little yeah. bit better. For You're damn dang- right about that. For a dangerous caterpillar. I don't know. Just saying. I've had a Puss Calipatic poop. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say it. Couldn't even get it out of my mouth the first time, let alone the second time. <laughs> it's 740 with back Steve and Dave. We've got our special guest coming in next to tell us all about this year's Mayflower Marathon. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Munson Savings Bank is your bank for business. Business. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 747. And Ozzy Osbourne with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. I think the fog's gone. We're going to have highs in the mid to high 70s today. Lots of sunshine the rest of the week. Oh, there's sunshine for sure yes. today here in Springfield. There's sunshine right here in the studio with us right now. Oh, the, boy. The uh, Director of Community <laughs> Affairs for MGM Springfield, Beth Ward. It's great to see you. Good morning. You heard the announcement. I did. This is the first you're hearing about it? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Better start getting organized. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I, I was I was so excited listening this morning and waiting because I knew it was coming. And, you know, we've been in talks. And as I know, you've been talking with so many wonderful people from the community to try to figure this all out. And and I just, I it was like Christmas morning. I'm waiting. And, and <laughs> yeah, it, it's been, you know, it's been a wonderful experience so far, and I'm just we're thrilled. Well, we're so uh, thrilled. Yeah, you know, we we as we said, we, you know, we went through a lot of different proposals and a lot of Im- amazing ideas, and you know everybody in the community really stepped up. And then you know we heard from you guys, and and you said, let's meet, let's let's show you what we're thinking, and uh, we're just standing there with thing, and, and you could actually visualize it. We say, okay, yeah. Yeah. yes, yeah. this makes a lot of sense because. Every box that we needed to check off, you guys did. And for those of you who didn't hear the announcement, the Mayflower Marathon is going to be at MGM Springfield. 
uh, right in front of the parking garage. You go from you know Columbus Avenue to Bliss Street and out on State Street. The flow of traffic makes sense. Where we put the trucks makes sense. You know, nothing is being uh, you know tr- your fire lanes are not being uh, compromised in right. any way. I mean, everything just checked off. And and I want to thank you because you were very instrumental in getting us all together to talk about it. And it 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 was just it became very obvious that there are very few negatives in this plan. So it's it's a perfect place for us to be. Well, I we are so thrilled. I will say that um, you know there's a lot of people at MGM Springfield who live in the area, and obviously, and when the news first broke that you might be looking for a new home. I cannot tell you the number of emails and texts and calls, people coming to my office. How can we help? What can we do? Let's make this happen. Let's make this happen. <laughs> I, I kid you not. I kid you not. Everyone is so excited. So we immediately got a little group together and we thought of, for for everyone listening, it's right where the South End Market is. There's a bus drop off there that just lends itself perfectly, I think, to the flow of what is needed. Um, so a group of us met and we tried to map it out and then we reached out um, to you guys and you came down and and you know we're like little kids because we all know what this means to the community well, I, and, you've, I, and you've been to the I mayflower have, marathon yeah. many many times many over times. the years yeah i mean i don't want to say how many years you've been <laughs> but it's let's just say it's probably over a good 10 or so or, <laughs> or maybe or even so. longer than that. Maybe longer than that. Yeah. But but nevertheless, you know, you've seen how it works and you've seen how it operates, and it does make a whole lot of sense. And and the interesting part about this is, you know, the other proposals that that came through. We talked about this before. A lot of those uh, offers will still be incorporated into this plan with, with MGM. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. You know, I can't. I, I can't say too much because you know some of the things are still going on. But the Springfield Thunderbirds are going to be heavily involved uh, in this too. The Thunderbirds and the folks at the Mass Mutual Center. Um, they're just as excited and you know they came to some of the meetings that that we had to try to figure out if this was going to be a good fit from the mass mutual center to the thunderbirds um to everybody on property at mgm springfield honestly good it's really cool to work with a group of people and i know this sounds cheesy i really know it does but to have them come together and really want to make this happen and and there's a lot of logistics that that we learned through this process that that i think is um going to make a nice fit yeah for both of us that sounds so cheesy i can't believe you said that. <laughs> i know right <laughs> uh i'm the relative newcomer here and so i'll ask the question yeah. as, if, that would represent other people maybe new to the area or maybe not so if you're going to drop off food down there yeah. and, and you're coming from different directions on 91 which exits do you take and i know the exits have different numbers and things like that can you can you lay that out for yeah. people yeah so uh and, and guys help me out here so <laughs> So the Columbus Avenue, um, it, I believe it's exit uh, exit five, right off ninety one. Okay, and that's um, what going in which direction? So if you're coming from say Enfield. Okay, so coming so up north. Okay, coming up north. Okay, so there's exit five, yep. and coming the other way, um, there is the downtown. There's two downtown exits. Mm-hmm. Either one of those is great. Okay, or if State Street, you can enter that way. But we're going to have a nice flow, mm-hmm. um, so that it can make it easy to go in and out. We're going to have people stationed there. We um, are going to have signage. It's going to be very clear. Great. Yeah, and uh, and uh, when we had our our meetings, both Terry Maxey and Steve Penna from the Open Pantry, uh, you know, looked at it, and they were really excited about it. And 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 to be fair. 
uh, you know, he, he, this whole thing has really been about those guys, particularly yeah. Terry, who is just he's just a, a freaking great guy. Love Terry. Love Terry. And and to know what you know his passion is about uh, about this event. What I mm-hmm. see in his eyes that you know the this excitement and he's like oh my god this is this is really fantastic uh yeah that that makes me happy because you know because the open pantry is the only reason we do this and uh to know that they're satisfied with this plan that's that's what i was hoping to see and they're our neighbor and they have been a community partner with mgm springfield since day one day one yeah um i mean last is recently as if they received um a couple of grants recently which you know we've worked with terry on that and the folks at open pantry and just the just the thousands of people that they help and and this one event um i know our president chris kelly uh he and i were talking about um you know he he is from the region and he's familiar with this it's just such a great thing to especially that time of year um, to be able to help out and just being there the last however many years we won't say <laughs> and to see and you have been so gracious in in um, you know having me here and just being very familiar with the event and what it does and just the the vibe of those few days yeah. is so fun well and and the final day the Wednesday uh, when the whole thing you know kind of comes together and that and that final hour hour and a half. Yeah, you know, to me, that's like the that's an emotional part that I feel every year when we when we say what our you know our final total is and how we've done and you know how many trucks we've uh, we've filled. Uh, it's great to have a partner that uh, that really wants us to be there and wants to be a part of this and is excited about it. We and that's, are so excited, and we want to kill it this year. Mm-hmm. We just we want to kill it this yeah. year. Yeah, and I think we will. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. What's the possibility of getting a slot machine where we have a button to press for? beverage service to come out to the plaza and, uh, and help us out none come on none you have my cell phone number you can i'll, All right. I'll bring well, something out well, to yeah. you. Can we, uh, we get so what about like everybody who donates at least a thousand bucks gets like a hundred of those uh points on your card something like that we can we can work mm. something out a promo we'll talk, uh, we'll might talk. not be able to accommodate that but yeah, the cool part about it is, you know, so uh, you know anybody who wants to go and hang out for a while can mm-hmm. go into the parking garage and 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 leave without without any issue it shouldn't you know for anyone who's worried about the traffic flow yeah i i don't think that should be a major concern we've we've already considered that yes and extensively yeah and yes. that was actually one of the major uh you know considerations in this is you know do you know what's the traffic going to be like yeah on those uh, those 52 hours and i think we're this this resolves it better than any of the other plans well, and, and we have taken a really hard look at that, as as this group knows, um, and we've spoken with the city, we've spoken with the fire commissioner, um, you know, B.J. Calvi came down at a moment's notice to just get a lay of the land and make sure that we can make this go safely and smoothly because of the sheer number of people who take part in, in this iconic event. So I really think it's going to be great. We're, again, we're going to have signage, we're going to have people posted um, to help with the flow of traffic, and, and you know, we welcome the traffic. Yeah. That's what we're all about in doing this, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beth Ward from uh, MGM, the Director of Community Affairs. That's yeah. a that's a mouthful. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much. No, we oh, do. Thank you, yeah. thank you all. I mean, really, we are so honored, and and we're truly thrilled, and we can't wait. Awesome. Can't wait. Us too. It's good to see you. 
Me and, too. And we'll be seeing a lot, uh, yes, a, a lot more will. in the next <laughs> couple of weeks. We will. It's seven fifty-six with back Steve and Dave and Beth Ward and Rock One Hundred Two. New week. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Van Halen. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Beautiful morning to uh, get out of bed and do a radio interview. <laughs> if, if if only he had if, uh, pulled up the ringer on his phone, we'd be talking to Scott Zolak now, but uh, no answer at the uh, at, uh, on his cell phone. Maybe he's so. out working out or having a cup of coffee at a local donut shop. Who knows? He's still in good shape yeah. you know, for a guy his uh, age. I don't think yeah. he eats donuts, though. No? Nope. Uh, he's one of those health guys, health nuts. I eat what is it? I eat pieces of crap like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of crap for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> what was that from? I don't even remember. Yeah. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. Yeah, there you go. There, yeah. there you have it. Anyhow, so uh, yeah, there you go. So Scott Zolak hmm. will probably be joining us uh, uh, next week instead. Oh well, yeah, I right. know. Well, tomorrow uh, I think we'll have. Kim Bocamper, the one-time killer bee from the Miami Dolphins, one of their greatest linebackers of all time, who's turned into a broadcaster. I think he's mid-60s. He's still doing the sideline broadcasting. Will uh, Will he be answering his phone? I think he will. That's think, a big dude, if I'm if uh, if I remember the, uh, correctly. Six six and was yeah he was he was a first round draft pick for the Dolphins mm. and um, he, he was I was doing the research yesterday because we're supposed to have him on tomorrow morning to talk about the Dolphins' perspective on the Patriots Miami game and um, you know not only was he a number one pick his uh, daughter was like Miss Florida his wife sadly passing away in 2014 mm-hmm. and um, he. Uh, he was part of that team that they called the Killer Bees because there were so many guys with the last name starting with the letter B. Right. I mean, tons of them. I mean, like there was Doug Betters, Bob Brudzinski, Lyle and Glenn Blackwood. Um, I'm, I'm bon- I think Bonaconti might have been. I, there's tons of them. Anyway, he's a lot of fun. He does rock radio in Miami and the sidelines for the Dolphins. And hopefully he will answer the call tomorrow to talk to us about the game well yeah, nothing uh you know no uh no uh no criticism of uh, scott zolak but no. you know, there have been times when you know he he likes to to not be on hold for very long right and uh you know today he wasn't probably not near his phone so we'll yeah, yeah we'll see what happens uh, he will, uh, he'll be joining us through uh, most of the season on the days that he actually picks up thursday's scheduled uh, you know if um Kim Bocamper was part of the Killer Bees. Maybe Scott Zolak was part of the Killer Zs this morning. Maybe he was catching a few too many. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's it. Um, let's see. Hey, um, thanks to everybody who's been uh, responding uh, so far to our news that uh, MGM Springfield will be the host of the Mayflower Marathon. Some people are worried about uh, traffic. I'm telling you, 
this is one of the reasons why they chose we chose them because we've uh, we've resolved that so uh, so thanks to everybody who's responded so far uh it's pretty exciting news mgm springfield the home of the mayflower marathon in november i'm looking forward to it i am too it's like you know of all the dumb little events that we do all year long and god knows we do a ton of them this is still my favorite one this is the one that actually means something yeah I mean, that's not to say like. I mean, I love the big bonk and smoke. Don't get me wrong. I love the work releases. I could have, I, I could do those again. <laughs> I like the oh, wing oh, thing. Oh, yeah, the oh, wing okay. thing is fine. But yeah. you, I'll tell you what. You set me up at like a, the bar at Mingles or mm-hmm. uh, you know, what are they, some of the other great places we used to go to? The uh, lift the latch. The lift the latch. I mean, any of those places. You just, uh, you know, the chessman. That oh, was a, yeah, that was chessman, a good time. That was a, that was one, a damn yeah. good time. Mm-hmm. I bring those back in a heartbeat. But uh, the Mayflower Marathon continues to be that one. Or I say this is the best thing that we do. And it's, I think so too. It's whole- great that we made that announcement on the precipice of the Hall of Fame weekend for the Basketball Hall well, of Fame. So, I, I know. I mean, it's all ties together a little bit, sort of, kind of. Yeah, but know. I don't want to. You know, I'm not here to crap on their oh, play. Oh, I'm not I mean, doing they, that. I'm listen, not doing that. As far as far as yep. I'm concerned, I hope that uh, this is a, yes. a very exciting and thrilling couple of days between Mohegan Sun and Springfield, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 and. And that's cool, man. Let let it let the enshrinement be a good time for everybody. I can't wait to take a picture of the empty parking lot on Mayflower Week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Steve. There's no there's no room over there. They're gonna he's they're they're gonna like strategically. Uh, hey, everybody, uh, everybody, park in that section over there so it looks full. Uh, and then yeah. the and then the garage underneath will still be empty. Mm. Well, that I I uh, we had our meeting over there yeah. and uh, the lot was kind of full. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know if they. If they shipped those cars in, or you know, well, what, what, the, what they did, but uh, uh, Carv- it was busy. Isn't uh, isn't that big uh, basketball? Isn't that a Carvana thing where you put the quarter in there and the <laughs> and the car comes down the spire? Yeah. Hope you get isn't the right that, one. How that works? <laughs> Come on, seven. We don't have enough room for all of this. That would be a good use of that thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, South Southwick didn't want it. We put it down at the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. This is where you're gonna get your new Carvana. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a whole hell of a lot of quarters to get the car you want. Absolutely. You could be their marketing expert. Uh, there was a story in MassLive.com the other day. You know, I was talking about the Basketball Hall of Fame, and I found this kind of amazing. The 25 best things that Massachusetts gave the world, and basketball was listed as number one since it was invented here by James Naismith. But I didn't know about some of these other ones, and I don't know if you guys did. The birth control pill? That was uh, created here? Yeah, Clark University in Worcester between 1951 and 1957. How about that? A, a young college student named Edward Kennedy was the first person to come up with <laughs> If only there was a if, way. If there was only a way to For ex- me to not impregnate yeah. a woman. How can we expel cells from somebody without uh, causing a mess? Hello, Clark University. My name is Fred Kennedy, and I would <laughs> like to write a big substantial check. Uh, chocolate chip cookies were invented in Massachusetts. Really? Yeah, they were yeah. invented at the, at the Toll House. Yeah, <laughs> that was that. Where you... But 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 he's right though. That little he was, elf. He was joking, but you're right. You're right. Wasn't it? It was not invented at the Toll House in West Springfield. No, but the Toll House restaurant in Whitman. Oh well, there you go. Well, well, the, uh, Whitman <laughs> is South Shore. I mean, you know, yeah. every the first time I saw the Toll House in, in West Springfield, I wondered whether are they making cookies or blondies over here? Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I love those things. I love those too. Uh, more stuff that Massachusetts gave the world, according to this article: the modern sewing machine, invented by Elias Howe. 
who patented back in 1846. How about that? How about that, huh? Disposable razors were invented. Of course, you know, you got Gillette Stadium and you got Gillette razors. True. Invented right here. Marshmallow fluff. Invented well, that I knew in the state in the state of Massachusetts. I I did not know. We know Facebook, of course, from Zuckerberg at Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. Instant film, Fig Newtons, the Game of Life, and other games from Milton Bradley. The monkey wrench was invented in Massachusetts. By the way, did you know basketball was not invented by James Naismith? Yeah, there is. A, well, and there's also a thing about baseball not being invented by Abner Doubleday, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, Albert Spaulding was the uh, was the one that, who has, they have records of him yeah. uh, containing pages of how he actually invented basketball. Mm-hmm. That whole uh, James Naismith, that whole place is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> and a sham, too. Right, yeah. completely built on a ruse. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, we don't have any more room because our, our parking lot is filled with tall tales of who invented basketball. Wow. <laughs> Children, gather around and let us, and let us shovel in uh, a little bit more misinformation to you. Did you know the golf tee was invented in Massachusetts? Oh, boy. No. No, an, I didn't An know. African-American professor, it says, at Harvard in 1899, before the creation of the golf tee... Apparently, golfers would make tees out of wet sand at each hole, either with their hands making a little tee, or they'd use a cone-shaped mold that they would drive into the sand, and then it would pre- present a little tower that you could you put your golf a, ball on. That's a pain in the ass that would be. Yeah, right. You have to create your own tee out of sand, and, yep. then, and then have to replace the sand. Yep. No, thank you. The things we take for granted, guys. Come on. Oh, it's so true. Mm-hmm. So true. Hey, by the way, thanks to uh, to Mass Live and 22 News, they've already reported the story about the Mayflower Marathon. Nice. Uh, I'm sure Western Mass News will do that later on today, but that's awesome. Wow. Everyone's jumping on the bandwagon right away. Mass Live. Mass Live. That. I know. Hit the big time. I, well, no, no. We, we, hit, we actually hit <laughs> the newswire at a reasonable time. Yeah. It took them 19 minutes to post that story. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's Sweet. great. It's uh, 819 with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They- Skinner on Rock 102 with back Stephen Dave. The piano work there, Billy Powell, recently passed away. He was just a roadie when, like, they were doing the loadout one time after a show, and then he's, like, playing the piano, and they're like, well, who, what the hell's that? That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great when guys get discovered like that. It's a good thing we don't play that song enough. <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. Mm. Hey, if uh, you missed any part of today's show, check out the daily podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Uh, also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. This week, my guest, rock journalist Martin Popoff, the author of over 115 books, including his latest, which comes out today, called Bowie at 75. It looks at the top five, 75 moments of David Bowie's amazing career. It's a gorgeous book, and you can check that out on rock102.com. And uh, tomorrow, I'll tell you who... My next guest is going to be another legendary uh, performer and pretty exciting stuff, all on rock102.com. Scott Zolak's going to be your next guest. No, no, <laughs> no, no, not on a musical podcast. <laughs> nah, hell no, no. But uh, but we'll figure out what the, what happened there, and I'm sure he'll be back mm-hmm. uh, with us next week. It's 827. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Or learn more at daveminerroofing.com. It's 829 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. 
Fiber News. Here's Dave Coombs. Today's top story, all about the site for the Mayflower Marathon. And don't just believe us. Hey, look at MassLive.com. Above the fold, as they say in the journalism. You, right can't, you the, can't really fold a, uh, I know. a, a website. Though. I'm imagining that I had it in my grimy little hands here. But uh, the website for MassLive.com features latest news. And the first story in latest news has this headline. Mayflower Marathon finds new home at MGM Springfield. And we announced it earlier this morning here on this show, and now the major news services have caught on. And I'll read briefly from their story. One of the largest annual food drives in New England has found its new home. The Mayflower Marathon will partner with the MGM Springfield Casino this fall, aiming to continue feeding thousands of Western Mass residents with foods and donations with the drive spread out over three days in November for the last month and a half. It says here in this article, the event's location for this year has been in doubt ever since the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame discontinued, it says, its nearly 30-year partnership with Rock 102. All right. Very good. So that's where it's going to be. Hells yeah. Yep. And it stays in Springfield, which is uh, which is great. That was the the primary goal of keeping it uh, you know, close. To, and yeah, there were people who say, hey, do it in Orange. I got a big parking lot up in Orange. I'm like, well, that's, that sounds like great. Uh, like a great idea, but that's all the way in Orange. That's Pardon. a long way away from Springfield. A lot of people not going to go to Orange for that. So uh, No, but people from Orange are more than welcome to come down to Springfield and drop off their non-perishable food donations for the open pantry. Right, but I would rather stay in the population center of Western Massachusetts, which would be Springfield and not Orange. I mean, another no, no that's what I mean. Yeah. They can come right. down and visit us. Yes, that's it. Yeah, That's all right. The big benefactor, of course, Springfield's Open Pantry Community Services Emergency Food Pantry. The drive, it says here, routinely fills up at least three 48-foot tractor trailers with an average of $165,000 in food and financial donations each year, according to the executive director of the Open Pantry, who's quoted in this article, your friend Terry Maxey. Yep. Terry's, Terry's awesome. So I'm... Uh, I'm uh, I'm thrilled for him and uh, and for, for their board like Steve Penna and everybody else over there. It's going to be a good year. Of course, the Basketball Hall of Fame will no longer hold the event, but they're having their big weekend this weekend. It's Enshrinement Weekend, as at least 40 returning Hall of Famers, along with the class of 2022 <laughs> Hall of Fame class, will be here in town and also at a casino located a little bit south of here. Um. Yeah. So there's a you know, it's a, it's a big doings at the at the Hall of Fame. Their class is coming in. It's not. Uh, in, in no offense, to anyone who is in, in the class. I mean, you know, right. Ginobili is a good player and everything, yeah. but uh, you know, I, they're still doing all their events Friday at Mohegan, and then everything on Saturday is going to be up here in, in Springfield. Would be nice if everything were here in Springfield, but they have a ten year contract over there yeah. to for, for fulfill before they can consider coming back home yeah we we don't have like a a drop location at mgm las vegas uh park uh, park las vegas yeah you know, right it, so, so we don't like move ours everything is right here in the city of springfield that's right and uh, <clears throat> we also talked with the folks from white lion yesterday and including travis best the uh, nba star from springfield about their involvement in the weekend as well yeah they're gonna have a big block party on saturday that actually sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Ain't no party like a white lion party because a white lion party don't stop. You know, we we're, were ta- you were talking uh, yesterday when we were talking mm-hmm. to those guys. Yeah. Those, uh, those sticky ribs. Oh, they serve god. a white lion. Oh, my God. They're like, so the, be- good. They're like the best 
like I'm not a big Asian rib fan. Like when it comes with the uh, like the sweet sauce, mm-hmm. but the, something about the way they make them down there, it's uh, it's got like sesame seeds or tahini. Was it tahini? Right? Isn't yeah, it, mm-hmm. isn't that sesame seeds? Yeah, and then um, it's delicious. So there was an, an event uh, a few weeks ago. At uh, a private event uh, with a lot of uh, uh, mucky mucks, my good time friends were out at the at Jackalope. Mucky mucks, and uh, you know, so it's it's the guys at Jackalope that that do the food at uh, at White Lion, and they were passing around those ribs and said, "Yeah, these are the ones we we uh, we serve at White Lion." And oh, those are awesome. There's a there was a, a lady uh, you know working there with a platter of these ribs, and you're like, "Oh, would you like to try a, a sticky rib?" And I'm like, "Well, I would, but you know, it's like uh, you know, then I'm then I'm stuck with like sticky fingers and yeah. you know, what do you do with the bone when I'm done?" And then and somebody nudges me and says, "No, dude, um, don't say no to that. Grab as many as you can." And I grabbed one, and I wound up following this platter of sticky ribs for the rest of the night. Like Love the, at first sight. Oh my god! It was Love like, at first bite. These were fantastic. Well, I'm really fantastic. That. I've never tried those. And, Good. And you were the one who introduced me to the burnt ends at, at uh, the theaters. At theaters. Yeah. You know, those, and, and was and and did I steer you wrong? No. Listen, when it comes to grub, yeah. especially meat-based products, yep. I am never going to steer you in the wrong direction. You know your business. I know my meat. Every time I've gone back to theaters, I've gotten those. So I'm looking forward to having the sticky ribs. And as long as we're talking about food-based businesses, Armada's Market had that devastating fire that burned down the whole plaza in Longmeadow last November. Well, a new chapter for Armada's Market, as the president of Armada's announced they've purchased Village Food Mart in Hamden. Also your stomping grounds, right, Bax? That's right. Uh, Gary, who owns it, uh, is going to retire. Good on Gary. Congratulations to you. But Armada's is going to uh, is is going to purchase it, kind of say, you know, largely the same. They kind of share a lot of the same vendors. But Armada's in Longmeadow, is going to be rebuilt. That's part of their plan. So it's kind of like a two-tiered uh, process with mm-hmm. them. So yeah. good good for them. You're gaining a store eventually by opening one in Hamden and then waiting for that other one to reopen back in Longmeadow. I, mm-hmm. I go to the Village Mart a lot, mm-hmm. to be honest. An awful lot. I have to put the that ball, on my list as well. I mean, I mean the Village Mart uh, alone is already a good place. You're damn right. Uh, to good. begin with. Good meat over what, there. What is it about those IGA affiliates that are just so much? You know, they're really good. Yeah, they're really I, good supermarket food. I don't know. I there's just I almost said something. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I know what you say. almost did. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just, I just, I you know, if I'm gonna be local, I want to shop local. That's yeah. kind of my my. I mean, I, when it's possible to do that, I would prefer to go local with nearly everything. Look at your halo. No, it's not a halo. It's just I, I, I feel like I want to support, you know, local businesses. That's all. It's not me being sanctimonious. I mean, if I wanted to be sanctimonious, you just could me, you'd know be it. you know it. <laughs> if you want to buy local art, you could go to the Artery, which is billed as a permanent pop-up art shop opening on High Street in Holyoke in the coming days. In fact, they're planning in October 14th grand opening. This art store and gallery space would feature the works of local artists. There you go with the local again. Local artists and crafters. The Artery, a collaboration among the city of Holyoke and the Holyoke Chamber and Print Shop, Inc., to try and increase tourism for Holyoke. Well, good. That, that's uh, Holyoke could use that. Did you see the story about uh, the, the taste of Northampton? Yeah. Taste of Northampton is uh, is coming back this weekend. Mm-hmm. 
they haven't done a taste of Northampton, and this I didn't, I, I can't even believe it. It's been 18 years. Yeah, why? It's been a long time. Well, I, because it's really hard. What well, you know, staffing has always been mm-hmm. an, an issue. You know, you're you're eliminating a bunch of uh, parking. You know, in the in that you know, that 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 ten, that city lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're eliminating that. But uh, you know, Northampton. Uh, yeah. Once upon a time, was like the restaurant, you know, mecca of this uh, this area. One of the biggest complaints I've heard from business owners who have who choose to participate in those types of events, it's not profitable for you at all. Yeah. It's basically you're advertising your business and you're also paying into it because you have to supply what you just said: the employees, the food, and all that other stuff. That money that is purchased with the food doesn't really all go back to the people who are serving the no, food. It goes back to goes the event. To the to the um, the, organizers. the organiz- organization yeah. of, of who's organizing it. So there really hasn't been a lot of interest in that. I, I don't do they still do the taste of West Side? Because I haven't seen that done in a quite I don't, a few I years don't think either. so. Taste yeah. of Springfield hasn't happened in a long time. Oh that's been over twenty years, I would think, for that now. God, has it really been that long? Yeah. I used to run a scam on that thing like you would not believe. Mm. You held a microphone in your hands, you'd be eating for free all day long. I'm testing for the radio. Oh, try my yeah. food for yeah. free. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, sure, not a problem. Be sure mm-hmm. to mention it the moment we go back on the air. And I would, I mean, I would, I would do that. But I was like, wow. I would, I mean, I would just, you'd have to roll me out of there. Yeah. Well, guys, then I'm confused now. Because you talk about the taste of Northampton. You know, my girlfriend's coming in th- again this weekend, looking for things to do. Yep. Steve <clears throat> mentioned the Franklin County Fair. I mentioned the Brimfield Antique Fair. Where, where do I Where do I go? What do, do I do? All right. Well, okay. So, or, or maybe <clears throat> there's a, a like a batting order. I, I don't know who's in, who's in it. Uh, let's see. Who is going to be at uh, the Taste of Northampton? Um, I don't know. Uh, in 2004... Yeah, and included like the Eastside Grill and uh, Veracruzana, Spoleto, uh, Paul and Elizabeth, the India House. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to be there this year. And oh, no, it- who will be there? Oh, okay. okay here, here we go. Here we go. Uh, the Artifact Cider Project, uh, Eastside Grill. Eastside uh, Grill is the is good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Fitzwillies. All right. Yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, I like yep. that. Yep. Uh, Fire Type Chocolate. The Florence Pie Bar. I didn't even realize that was you a know, thing. You know, I've been really? meaning to try that. Yeah. A pie bar? Yeah, it's all pie. Hmm. I love pie. No kidding. As long as they got rhubarb, I'm in. I don't need rhubarb. I'll take any kind of pie. <laughs> I love pie. Uh, the Great Wall Chinese Restaurant, Haymarket Cafe, India House, La Veracruzana, Local Burger, Mama Guanas, The Many Layers Cake Shop. There you go. Paul and Elizabeth is back. Uh, Progression Brewing Company, Roberto's, The Song Sparrow Farm, Spoleto, The Dirty Truth, Wine Witch, and Woodstar Cafe. I probably missed a couple on that list. But that, I'll tell you what, you looking for something to do? Mm-hmm. That seems like a pretty good option. All right, streets closed, that kind of thing, where you just walk around from uh, place to place and they yeah, have well, tents they, or they what? They used to use that, uh, that parking lot outside... Uh, the radio station that we own up there. Okay. Okay. So, yep. mm. uh, I, I don't know if that's still where it's going to be. Okay. The the chef who created the uh, the sticky ribs that we've been talking about will be at the Taste of Northampton. Oh. No. Okay. Kidding. Yeah. yeah there you go. Right. Now, I know if, uh, recently uh, there are some things about Northampton that have left a bad taste in other people's mouths, ah. but this one will be delicious. Uh-huh. I'm looking at the uh, the pie restaurant mm-hmm. menu. They not only do they have like you know brownie butter chocolate chip cookie pie and all this other stuff they else they have 
like the like you know entree food ham and cheese rolls quiche egg roll hand pie the green curry chicken hand pie this uh, meat hand pie veggie hand pie damn this sounds good damn. i gotta tell you i'm i i am uh seriously considering clearing my entire schedule and just and just going to the uh the, the pie bar okay. maybe even today Ooh, ooh, it's open at nine <laughs> nine to three today damn where's kaczynski when you need him to go we don't make need a kaczynski run. for this we need <clears throat> i just need some pie all right that's all good eating is good rainbow fentanyl not so good according to west springfield police sergeant joseph lafrance who spoke with Western Mass News and talked about why the people who push rainbow fentanyl, especially in this area, are doing what they do. They're saying that that is to entice younger uh, kids or younger teens to get involved or try it uh, with these, these different colors. Yes, the rainbow fentanyl, dangerous on a number of levels, as is fentanyl in general, according to Mr. LaFrance. Anytime a fentanyl or car fentanyl goes airborne and you inhale it, you know, you could easily have overdose symptoms or, or a full-on overdose. And the rainbow fentanyl, not the only dangerous thing that they're finding, according to LaFrance. An animal tranquilizer or an animal muscle relaxer used for horses and cattle being used as a cutting agent uh, in fentanyl pills. So, big problem, according to the DEA, and for our local drug enforcement people as well. God, can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, fentanyl is deadly all on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the kind of thing that really should be distributed by a medical professional, not just someone on the street. Right. But then, uh, you know, to, to be cutting it with what ketamine or whatever it is. Yeah. Jesus. And uh, Western Mass News has the story, as I said, including a picture of this rainbow fentanyl, and it does look like candy. I mean, you looks can like tell a, it looks like a jar of sweet tarts. Yes. So you can tell how kids being targeted load them up. Yeah. Horrible. I know that city councilor, uh, Mike Fentanyl. He's a, no, uh, it's not the same guy. You not, sure? Yeah, I'm positive about that. Although I gotta He'll tell knock you, you out too, though. <sighs> I can see myself being uh, uh, you know, easily addicted to the pie bar and yeah. mainlining that stuff for a while. Some, oh, my uh, free base and some pie. Good looking stuff on there. Damn, I'm looking at their website. I just, I just want to stuff my face with a whole bunch of pie. All right. Well, maybe a road trip together. I'm interested. Too. No, I'm going on my own. All right. Did we get a hair in a pie? Will you stop. Stop it. Hair pie. Stop. Take 43 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. If you're an HVAC tech, you've chosen one cool career in a hot industry. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 851 and Bon Jovi with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Lots of sunshine out there. It's going to be the case for most of the rest of the week, really, right in through the weekend with highs in the mid to high 70s, maybe even low 80s. You know, teenage boys do the darndest things. Uh, yes, they do. I know I did. It was a teenage uh, boy from uh, the United Kingdom needed surgery after getting a USB cable stuck inside his urethra. Oh. Isn't that where you plug it in? No. No. It is not. I believe that's called the urethra shanklin. <laughs> um <laughs> You stop at P, right? Yeah. R-E-S. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Uh, the teen uh, from the UK was using the cord in an attempt to measure his member as part of a uh, sexual experimentation. Sure. You know, you do that on the outside. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't do that on the inside. No. Uh, the cable ke- became knotted, and uh, then uh, the boy's mother was like, uh, "Why are you urinating blood? Uh, we need to take you to a hospital." And that's where they did the the it ultrasound got, it, and found out yeah. that it yeah it got knotted up. Well, he probably. Uh, I mean, you need a. You I mean, need something I mean, you, to stop need, the end of the rope. No, I understand that, but I mean, I would just think that if it gets knotted up, I mean, it, well, it, you'd have uh, to have a lot of slack there. Uh, I mean, what, it's not exactly using like a coax cable; it's got a little stiffness to it. And, and then once his mother left the room, he then told the doctors what happened. Sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. What happened? I don't know. All right, uh, Billy, your mom's leaving the room. Yeah. All right, Billy, what happened? Oh my God! I've been meaning to tell somebody about this. <laughs> Listen, I, uh, doctor, I, I, I'd show you what I've done, yeah. but I'm, I'm too busy charging my phone. <laughs> I thought it was a USP device. Oh, listen Ooh, to you, look at USP, you, uh, very yeah, clever. That. On the That's top of your game. That's all I got. I'm, I'm going to leave now. I just remember so. seeing those, uh, those uh, charger boxes at Gillette Stadium where you can put your phone in. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a guy standing at one of those things, and he's really close to it, and he's not moving for a while, mm-hmm. he might be char- recharging himself. <laughs> That's disgusting. Someone uh, is, is sending me a, a. Well, it looks like he said, "Look at the image. It's the entire cable." So he, yeah. So I mean, he wasn't just. I mean, you don't. How do you measure something like that with the entire cable? Unless this kid is well, enormous. If, if you got a three foot cable, you know. Wow. Ooh, I can I can sit on the couch and charge my phone from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds dangerous. Yeah, that's a regular USB. It's, at least it wasn't a Thunderbolt cable. That would probably. Yeah. Hurt. No kidding. Mm. Yeah. That would. Uh, that's smart. That'd leave a mark. <laughs> or. A USB-C would be more fitting. Maybe. Yeah. You know, uh, I've always been of the mind that there are certain things that are loadout zone onlys, uh, and, <laughs> and that would be one of those things. Yeah. You know, things should go out. They should not necessarily go in. Yeah, people don't think about that. I though. know they don't think about that. You don't think about it until after you've done it. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I know, and, and, and usually the emergency room visit is the telltale a sign that perhaps you've made a tremendous mistake. <laughs> I I just like how did it get stuck in there, like inside? Like you think there'd be a, like a little tail to it or something? <laughs> you know, <It> just <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I I think we're all set with uh, that. Thing, things kids get themselves. Oh, into. they they do do the darndest things, mm-hmm. don't they? It's uh, just about 8.56. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. New England Patriots football. If 